Welcome to Phoenix Rising. I am your host, Kaylee Montoya Houston. I am a certified personal trainer and online nutrition coach. I will be joined by my co-host, Julie Montoya Houston. This show will cover all aspects of fitness, including nutrition, exercise, and mindset to help you reach your goals at any stage of your journey. We will bring you science-based information to help you take charge of your fitness goals and give you the power to rise like a phoenix. Welcome back to Phoenix Rising, everyone, episode 30. And we are having our very first guest speaker with us today, and I am going to have her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Kristen Livingston, and I am a associate instructional professor at Pitt State University. Some of my background comes in gender studies and media studies primarily. I like to investigate the impact on what we see and what we hear on just how we function as people. So thank you, Kaylee, for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for joining us. I think um, a lot of our listeners are really going to benefit from your expertise. (laughs) Hopefully. I don't know how expertise it is, but we'll give it a go. (laughs) It'll be entertaining to say the least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but really, we wanted to have you on, and uh, Julie will be around. She didn't want to get you guys confused with three different voices, but she is here with us. But um, women in media, Mm -hmm. basically, and why we tend to grow up hating our bodies and how the media plays a role in that. I think it's a a constant battle because I remember growing up in the age where I started to realize – you know, on a magazine cover, oh, you know, she's gorgeous, she's thin, she looks perfect, I wanna be that. And I had moments, I know early on in my life, where you start to see the connection and the impact that it will have on you. Um, One thing that I often don't discuss or divulge often is the fact that, you know, I've overcome my, my eating disorder when I was younger. And it was one of those things that it, it was a direct impact on everything that I read, everything that I heard. And absorbed, absorbed from all the media. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, op- it takes a bit to overcome those um, by recognizing some of the healthier things that we can expose ourselves to. But we don't live in a world where that's necessarily the case. Um, because I think oftentimes we misinterpret what truly healthy is. Yeah, (laughs) because we're overlaid with information. Uh And I feel like it's gotten worse and worse as social media and online has just expanded. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, with Photoshop, I mean, the Adobe software is absolutely amazing. I use it every day. (laughs) But I mean, it definitely does play a part in what people can do to manipulate images. Um, I saw a video the other day of a woman who was uh, wearing some, I think they were butt pads. Yes, I think I saw that video. Did you see that video? Yeah, where they, nothing, almost anything you see, take it with a grain of salt. There's so many waist thinning, butt enlarging things, like apps you can download on your phone, and you just never know. Yeah, you don't. And I I think that's what, sometimes you just see, you take everything at face value. You see it, you know, and we don't take a moment to dissect it and to kind of uncover that truth that exists there. Right. Um, But... You know, I mean, it's it's something that it's starting younger and younger. You know, I'm reading more studies that 
eating disorders are affecting all all genders, all right. representations um, in those audiences. I mean, from from young men to young women. And, um, you know, there's really the concentrations of it. I don't even know if they're thinning out as far as who's getting affected. I think right. we have this. I'm going to use the word progressive push for um, integrating diversity and representation in media. So um, individuals in all shapes and sizes, you know, are being affected, are being affected. And I, I think that um, what I have read and what has affected me personally, if I'm going to speak to that, because yes. that's a huge portion of why I study what I study. Right. That's why right. anybody goes into research what they research. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> is the, the fact that I'm I'm smaller statured. And so, you know, I always thought, like, for example, being 4'11", being a cheerleader in high school, um, I was on a competitive cheerleading squad. Yeah. There were days where I wouldn't eat anything for three days and oh I would go gosh. out and do workouts for like, I don't know, probably six hours out of a day if we were in com competition. Um, looking back on it now, yes, it was incredibly ignorant, but I was still young and I was perceptive of everything around me. Yeah. I thought to look a certain way you had to be a certain weight. You had to. Um, and I thought food was connected to that as well. Yeah. And was this just due to the, the magazines and everything that you saw? Absolutely. It took a lot of of kind of recognizing the relationship that I ended up having with cheerleading. At the same time, I was I was uh, dancing as well. I was a ballerina. I was a ballerina for about 15 years, not a professional ballerina. I just made it sound like, <laughs> oh, yes, you know, I did the Joffrey Ballet, darling. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. But it was that was part of the issue, too. So I had two two ideals, yeah. two sep completely separate body types that I had in my head that were competing against each other. Oh and my so gosh. my way of dealing with it was like, I'm just not going to eat. I'm not going to eat and I'm going to exercise. And it, any of the evidence that you read today, that's the last thing that you want to be doing. <laughs> right. But so many of us have been there and mm -hmm. gone through that. I bet almost nine out of 10 ladies mm -hmm. listening right now or men yes. have suffered from something very similar. Absolutely. And that's so sad that we feel it like is. we have to take extreme measures mm -hmm. like that in order to see a specific goal that is almost uh, like unrealistic yeah. to get to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, looking back on it now, um, kind of overcoming that, which you don't think about that in the moment of how that can impact you later on in life. But just researching, you know, you think you think you're going to rise above it and get get away from it. But even as a I forgot my age, 37 year old woman, <laughs> it's, I do that. Too. It's, it's still circuit. I mean, it's still I it's still is embedded in me. Yeah. You know, I you mean, still see a photo and they're like, oh, yep. and envy like comparison I want that yeah you know you compare I yourself want to look like that I want to have I want to have an ass right you know and oh, I understand that <laughs> Pan pancake butt right here <laughs> and you know and it gets it gets disheartening because then you start to attach things to numbers yeah you start to attach things to a scale you start to attach things to like whether or not you're a size zero or a size 12. Right. And I think the focus and what the media has done in whether or not that they will ever take reliability for this, you know, probably not, probably not <laughs> um, because the impact is just it's it's so monumentous yeah. um, is, you know, that that attachment that a lot of us have with with things that are not even regarded as healthy, right. um, you know, and I think I don't know what it's going to take for us to get there. 
But, you know, I'm looking forward to that time where we can recognize the difference between, you know, the an unattainable, like I want to look this thin or I want to look this muscular or I want to look this way. And maybe like, I'd rather just want to, I just want to be healthy. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know how many people actually do that. Like what is healthy? Right. You know, and I think healthy is different for everybody. Absolutely. I think you have to find your own happiness, mm-hmm. own balance when mm-hmm. it comes to healthy and enjoying life and then still feeling confident and good about yourself and your body. I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I yeah. think that that's something that, um, you know, but we're not seeing that advertised. We're not oh, seeing that doesn't sell. Right. No, exactly. It does <laughs> do you not sell, sell. How do you sell healthy? <laughs> like, you can sell sexy, um, but you can't sell healthy. No, you can't sell healthy. I mean, yeah. I mean, imagine what our life would be like if that was the case. That's a a fun world to imagine. (laughs) But it's so funny because it is. It doesn't sell. I mean, um, even Victoria's Secret has struggled with their own rebranding because for the longest time, it's always been the sinewy. um, I wouldn't even describe, you know, as athletic build, but a very long bodied, you know, lanky size zero to woman walking the runway right and you know they've been really trying to change their approach to things because of what progressive culture has done yeah um so you know let's let's showcase some you know thicker built individuals and that didn't that has not panned out well for the company um if anything you know they're struggling because of this switch even though you know a lot of us would applaud them for their efforts like let's get inclusive let's represent that healthy isn't a number healthy isn't a you know it isn't a size it isn't a weight it is more to do with you know your mental health alongside your physical health right it's definitely a combination Mm -hmm. of both it's not one or all right that will never you will never achieve benefits from from that. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you, I I just uh, I I think that's one thing that astonished me is as somebody that has purchased Victoria's Secret clothing and, and then, you know, has has seen this transformation that they've been really trying to do as a company. Yeah. But then to have it fail, you know, what does that say about our culture? What does that say about exactly? Because they're, they're just giving people what they want. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it wouldn't sell. That's like, unfortunately, what people mm-hmm. want to see. Even though a lot of people talk down on it, but obviously, yes, it's selling. Yes, and that's the sad part. Oh my God, it's a hundred percent. And I just, I don't know, I don't know what change has to happen or what needs to be done because the ideal is so instilled in us as a culture. Yeah, you know, and you know, like you said, to each person, healthy is going to be different. Yes. But I even think of what we idolize Uh is different, too. You know, according to a lot of what the studies uncovered, it's like some people want, you know, certain levels of vascularity. And so if you talk to people in specific cultures, you know, they want the veins popping. They want to be, you know, be a certain way. And there's certain extents where, you know, our bodies aren't just programmed to be certain ways naturally as you know i mean yeah i think people rely on saying that it's just not i'm just not genetically made up to do mm-hmm. that which i think genes do play a role but i don't think they play as big a role right. as what people would like to make them out to be because right. i think a lot of people fall back and uses use it as, as, as an excuse. excuse right yeah but, no that's a hundred i think that's true i yeah. think that's true yeah. um but you will never be five foot six no you just can't so your muscle bellies are going to be shorter and more compact than my six foot frame (laughs) it's just there's nothing we can do about it to make changes there so you're if you were to see images of my body online Mm -hmm. and not know my height 
you would look at that and if that's something you wanted that's very unachievable yeah and you just can't just because you're physically not it can't happen unfortunately it's not gonna do it and i and i think that's where you know the people that we are exposed to and a lot of the times you know just by looking at a magazine cover you don't know somebody's height you don't know their weight you don't even know i mean culturally speaking there's there's people that have been you know predisposed to certain types of food right you know i eat mexican a lot i mean if i want to <laughs> diet culture. that's one of the things that like i mean i try to you know pick healthier mexican options but right. it's just one of those things that you know that's that's also embedded in a lot of individuals yeah. um but yeah as far as the whole sex cells i don't i don't know if that's ever going to change as much right. as we want yeah and um i don't I mean, the, the individuals like that you interact with, uh-huh. do you see the, do many people come to you with these ideas of what they want? Like every day, every day, yeah, every day. Uh-huh. It's usually they, they will even give me a name of somebody wow. like I want to look like her or I hear the, I want Michelle Obama's arms wow. and they have specific body parts of certain wow. people they want or they refer to things like saddlebags or their lower belly that they really want to focus on. And most have tried many different things multiple times, starving themselves, focusing on burning calories mm-hmm. and obviously things that haven't worked in the past. So right. that's why they come to me and we definitely change it up. <laughs> 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 and I just try to educate. Mm-hmm. Like we don't go through any kind of fad diets or focus on cardio. I mean, it's it's all inclusive mm-hmm. where, when it comes to mindset and mm-hmm. the, the mental game as well as the physical mm-hmm. game. I think that's a big component of it. I think it's mindset. Yes. I think, you know, even the studies will tell you that, you know, what you're exposed to, what's not getting, what's not in our education. And should that be a component in our education? Should that be, should those be topics that are discussed earlier on? And that's always been something that I've been curious about, you know, Um, because I've heard. I you used to think that you were alone if you had like an eating disorder, you know, you don't yeah. realize how prevalent it really yeah. is. And so, you know, to have those conversations and I don't know where that would take place. Um, yeah, what level is that? A yeah. parent thing? A yeah. School things. I mean, just mm-hmm. like you, I, I've suffered from an eating disorder mm-hmm. and I had no idea that you had. Yeah. <laughs> Even in all, all the relationships, I had no uh-huh. idea. Mm-hmm. But and I'm sure. Like you said, you could pick some random stranger on the street and start and a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I bet they would be like, oh, yeah, I've, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. It's been something you've had to, like, hurdle over. And I think that's something, like, I don't often talk about it unless we talk about media. Yeah. Because that's been a huge, that was a huge component. And also, it's just, you know, the mold that you are supposed to fit. And like you said, you know, some of the ideals that I I wanted when I was younger are not feasible for me but at that time that's the least of my worries you know you think that you get these ideas in your head and unfortunately the internet has a cesspool of information (laughs) that is is pretty dire it's pretty bad yes (laughs) leads you right down a crazy rabbit hole and not a good direction (laughs) not at all um i remember that i was um it was prepping for a study for it was representation it was actually for PETA ads um believe it or not because uh I was looking to see they did this whole um oh gosh I can't even remember the year this happened it's been a moment um I'm lucky if I remember what I did yesterday so (laughs) I'm right there with you (laughs) 
but it was um they would do you know i don't wear fur so why should you um and so they would be basically naked in these ads and you know it was back to sex cells and so they were correlating it to you know how does this make sense with with you know animal protection or animal rights and you know a lot of people were really critical of what they were doing because you know, okay, let's help this one area. Let's that's, that's, that's make some preventative, you know, behavior potentially, you know, not change minds, but maybe get people to think a little differently. Yeah. But what about these nude ladies over yeah, here? What are you doing in this what direction? Are you, what, are you, what are you, you know, basically encouraging there? Yeah. And, you know, through those studies, it was interesting because um, that was about, I think that was about the period of time where, where women were really into corset training. Oh. Because... This the, all day, every day, all day, every day corset oh training. So they read that, you know, um, in correlation to this study about PETA and their representation about what was going on with social media culture. And so like Kim Kardashian goes online, she's wearing a corset. Oh my gosh, I want Kim Kardashian's waist. How do I get that corset? Oh, it's easily, I, I can buy it off of Amazon, you know? And it just creates this spiral because of accessibility. Right. And there's no intervention, you know, unless you talk to somebody like yourself, that would How be like- horrible that is for your core muscles. <laughs> yes. it, you atrophy your whole mm-hmm. core muscles, like take that off. Like, take gonna, that your, off. Back, your back is going to hurt. <laughs> right. Because you have no core muscles to support your yeah. spine. I just look at that and I'm just like, that's crazy. You know, because yeah. I mean, there's no inner intervention. There's no yeah. nobody there to kind of. And these are young children. These yeah. are like 13, 14 year olds that are like, this is so easy. And, you know, the same thing was with, you know, certain types of diet supplements. Yeah. Um, I can get them off of Amazon, right? You know, I can get them off of Amazon. I want to achieve this look. So and so buys this product. They promote this product. It seems to work. It's you know magic, right? Will work for them. Will work for me. Yeah. Even though that is it's not true. <laughs> not <laughs> a one get, size fits all. <laughs> no, it is not. So let me ask you, if you don't mind, what changed your mindset about this? Oh, like, when did you become? Did you change your mind? Basically, that's true, and it's something I still struggle with every single day. You know, body image is a touchy subject for me. Yeah. Um, I remember, God, I'm aging myself up quite a bit here, but we had to do a dance in high school. I think it was my senior year to baby one more time, <laughs> and we had to put on leotards, and yeah. I was I was mortified because I was one of those things. Mm-hmm. Like even though I was suffering, what I was suffering. Um, I think my, my lowest weight level, if we're just going to go there, was about 75 pounds for my, oh my four gosh. foot 11 stature. And, you know, it was it was one of those things that I didn't have a lot of energy. Um, I would sleep a lot. And so, you know, when I was mortified of wearing this leotard because I thought other people would take notice of how skinny I had gotten. Right. But also I was still battling body image of like, I'm not thin enough. And, and so that's so sad that you were having that inner battle. Mm-hmm. Like you knew you were so skinny, but then again, mm-hmm. you're like, but I'm not. No, yeah. I, I can be skinnier and then battling that mm-hmm. consistently. And it, it didn't, it really didn't. Um, I didn't overcome that until, I mean, it, it probably was college. Um, I started to have a, a better relationship with food. Um, but what really encouraged that, and I hate to say this because this isn't, this isn't something that I would encourage anybody to do. I would encourage people to seek out someone like yourself, Kaylee, you know, and get some good guidance, you know, or even get some type of, you know, professional help for just mental support Yes, going through this. 
Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do me a huge favor and take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your story on IG or Facebook and tag me on IG at Kaylee Montoya Fitness or on Facebook at Kaylee Montoya Houston so I can reach out and thank you personally. Also, if you haven't already, don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you get your podcast from. This greatly helps the show grow so we can help more people reach their own health and fitness goals. I ended up getting, um, I ended up getting mono my senior year. Wow. Okay. And I couldn't do anything. Yeah. So I gained a little bit of weight. Oh, because you couldn't move. I couldn't move. Yeah. <laughs> and it was too, I was just like sitting around, like drinking some, like, I don't know what it was, Gatorade. And I was like, okay, this sucks. And so it took, it took a little bit of time to kind of shake the, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to gain weight. It's going to be the end of the world. Yeah. And then I just got to a point where I was just so utterly exhausted from being underweight plus the mono. The sickness, yeah. yeah. That I was, I mean, I think I was out for a month yeah. of, I I missed the entire last month of my senior year and had to work from home because of it. But that really shook me up a little bit. That yeah. shook me up. And then I had I had a conversation with my mother, actually. And she opened up to me about um, her struggles with eating disorders. Okay. And so you start to see the pattern, the pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And interesting. I'm just I'm just throwing my family under the bus here. <laughs> but they would tell you the same thing. Um, yeah. My dad had one, too. When he really? was in college, yeah, he was uh, he was a tennis player, and he told me that there was some days where he would eat nothing but like steamed broccoli and rice, and he was like getting being a competitive athlete and competitive just athlete. Off yep. rice and, and broccoli. Yeah, started so I started oh. seeing like, you know, the people that I love and admire. You know, they overcame this, and then you know you start to connect the dots and realize that you know certain things aren't the end of the world, and that I had a very skewed body image perception and that's not to say I still don't to an extent today right but I'm I have a healthier relationship with food but it also took me to studying media you know that was a huge part of it is right. like looking at okay so I see this image what's really going on here right what are they trying to sell me what are they trying to sell me yeah and I'm started to be like eh, you know and I'm, I'm not buying I'm not, bu I'm not <laughs> buying that been down that Take path before <laughs> I'm not I don't want anything to do with it so I think that really is what changed my point or the, like it was the turning point, I guess. Yeah. Was um, unfortunately I just got sick. Um, but then it 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 I didn't have I couldn't do anything. Right. I couldn't overwork myself. Um, you know, I had to have fluids in my body. I had to eat a little bit to over overcome right. that. Your body illness. needed that nutrition to right to get better. Yeah. Yeah. And then I quit cheerleading. Yeah. yeah. Quit cheerleading. I mean, it was something that I had to do. I had to stop that. It was an unhealthy relationship that I right. had with it. As much as I loved it, I realized that the love wasn't enough for me to be doing the things that I was doing to my body. Right. And so I switched my focus completely to ballet and I started eating healthier. I started paying more attention to, you know, what my body felt like after eating, you know, certain types of food. Um, and so, but it, I mean, it was hard. Yeah, it's hard, you know, and even still this day, like I, I will sit there and I'll have to think because I'm an I can binge eat, <laughs> which is, again, one of those things that you right. got to be careful of. Yeah. Um, but, you know, think about what it is that I'm eating a little bit more consciously than before and not not hating it so much, not hating right. and not associating it with like food bad. Yeah. Uh, no food is 
bad, yeah. good. I mean, new, I always tell clients that we need to look at food on, is it nutritious or not, or less nutritious yes. for my body and have a good balance of both the food you, you enjoy yes. and then also food you eat just because it's good for you. Yeah. Food should be about fueling the body and not just the emotional connection yes. with eating, unfortunately. Oh my gosh. I wish, like, we need to put you in like every school, K through 12, <laughs> and you could just be the poster child yeah. that sits on the sides <laughs> for those of us that just need to hear that yeah. voice. And I think, I think that the more people that step up and kind of use voices like yourself yeah. to help promote just healthy awareness of your body. Right of your mental state, how they're connected. I think you can, that's where the the uh, combating a lot of the things that we see in media starts. But unfortunately, I mean, with every new app, there's gonna be something trendy that's new that comes along. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that breaks my heart and everything that I study is just the, how they're just getting younger. I don't even, It's yeah. sad. <laughs> there's julie Ju Ding! julie's julie's working out on the sides that she's, was, she's in the ring round one is round over. One. <laughs> <laughs> Bing. but um, yeah it makes me i mean i i get really upset yeah. i get so sad and i mean it's it's incredible um the the number of and not just it's not gendered either because like that those type of health situations oh yeah it's not all women for yeah, sure yeah, not at all it doesn't take priority one over the other i mean I think Julie and I were just having a conversation at Starbucks the other day where you we were looking and I I think the girl was 12, but she definitely did not look 12. Like, I remember how I dressed Me too. when I was 10, 12. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I just can't imagine how kids right? dress nowadays and wearing makeup earlier and promoting mm -hmm. all that. Which, Sex. Yeah, which makes it so much worse, I yeah. think, because they're, they're taking on so much more. Yeah. And just like... I mean, with everything nowadays, news and all the bad negative stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't feel like my brain at 10 would have been able to comprehend all that and know what to do. Mine wouldn't. I think I was I was like playing with Polly Pockets and like <laughs> I don't even know what I was doing when I was 10 years old. But yeah, yeah I, I think that's another thing, too. You can even see in representation and, and dress, Yeah. you know, completely like um, being smaller, statured, um, Sometimes I can go into the children's section and buy things that fit appropriately for those shorter legged people out there. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you can relate. Yeah, but I, was like, I cannot. <laughs> um, and the clothing is so mature. Yeah. You know, some of it, I'm like, I wouldn't even wear that. Yeah. Because it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I'm like, mm -mm. and that's, you know, that's still till this day. Um, you know, super skin tight stuff mm -hmm. is a no for me. Yeah. Like, um, mm. does it? trigger yeah or, i wondered if it yeah caused it reactions. absolutely triggers like i mean i've gotten more comfortable even things like a bathing suit mm -hmm. um but it's still you know i still go circles around body image mm -hmm. and so and it's interesting because being in academia you know everything that you read about that totally dismantles and, and breaks down that conversation about what we see in our what we're exposed to and you know what they're doing and the reasons why they do it yeah. um you know, it, it takes, it, sometimes it takes a lot more than that just to break a previous mental, I would even, just mindset. Right. Yeah. You know, and so I've, I've learned to recognize those triggers and I've, luckily I have a very supportive fiance. Um, that's very helpful with that. Yes. Um, Sports systems are always very uh -huh. important to just bounce ideas off of and be yeah. like, no, and just ask you questions. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you think that? Why do you feel yes. that? Please 
explain to me that point of view and then they can tell you theirs like well yeah. this isn't what i see yeah yeah <laughs> and some, i think that's that's healthy that's part of that growth you yes. know that growth mindset that is is so needed yeah um so you know there's there was even a time where i had to break myself from even investigating the world of gender impacts you know on media just because of how triggering it was oh wow so you know and i've gotten to a point where um it's like baby steps to kind of get back in in good graces with i mean it's been you know over a decade probably again i forget how old i am like you know 20 years you know since yeah. i've had my my problem yeah but learning to recognize what triggers it what types of things would sneak in um and not to be so wholeheartedly affected by it that it would ruin my day and that was something that i was dealing with you know even even after my senior year of high school and yeah. having you know overcome that a little bit but it's still you know it's something that you just still deal with and right. i think you know going in and having such an interest in the world of media studies and the gender impacts it it ended up have it was like a devil's advocate it was like i i was so interested in it but at the same time you know some of the stuff i would read it would just be really triggering right and affect you like mm -hmm. all the time basically mm -hmm. you were just nose deep yeah. like in all the studies <laughs> and exposed to it yeah yeah, um, I think that makes a good point, though, that even as much as you've educa educated yourself mm -hmm. on this and learned that you still can struggle. Yeah. And I think people get really down on themselves mm -hmm. when they think that they've taken too many steps back mm -hmm. and they've ruined all their progress. But mm -hmm. that's not ruined. You're you're just continuing to learn. And as long as you get right back on track and not beat yourself up and not go through those binge mm -hmm. episodes and come back then nothing is ruined no progress is ruined it's Absolutely. just learning you're just continuing yes. to learn and adapt and grow mm -hmm. that's beautifully said yeah. and i think you know because that was something that i i even got myself into doing was you know watch counting calories and mm -hmm. i mean to the point where you know i wouldn't let anything additionally touch touch my lips if i yeah. you know if i knew in my in my brain yeah. that it was going to have some type of, you know, altered, it would affect my body in some way, shape or form. Right. And so, you know, I'll even have moments till this very day that like, there'll be something that I'm like, I'm going to eat it. You live once, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. And then later on, I'll feel guilty. Yep. You're like, why did I eat that? Why did I eat that? Why did I do that? You yeah. know? And so, you know, I'll beat myself up and I'll kind of have that moment of not regression, but you, you know, you get in your head a little bit. And yeah. so, um, and I, I think that's I think that's a big misconception of, about overcoming any type of like either a body image. Mm -hmm. You never fully uh, overcome it. It's always no. still there. It's always in the back <laughs> of your brain, just still kicking still around, kicking around. <laughs> and I think it's just how how you deal with it when mm -hmm. it does kind of come up, right. you know, and, you know, there's there's choices that you can make. And so, you know, as much as I've studied um it, that's that's still there and i'm not saying it's surface level but it's definitely something that yeah. you know if i eat something if i overstuff myself if i don't work out one day you know it mm -hmm. used to be the case where it would ruin my day oh man it would ruin my day it would it would put me in a really bad mood <laughs> right yeah just because you didn't mm -hmm. stay consistent or, or mm -hmm. still striving mm -hmm. to see yeah. that and now like i i feel good and i'm i'm okay going with you know the world of just looking at media studies for what they are 
Um, I've gotten to a point where it doesn't affect me as much as it once did. Yeah. Um, relationship of, with food is so much healthier. You know, I, I it's just listening to your body and just listening to to your heart. I know that sounds super trite, yeah. but um, I don't think we do that enough. And I think we rely on other people to make those decisions for us. And by other people, I mean media. Right. Agreed. It's just we get stuck in that comparison mm -hmm. loop where you're always comparing yourself and you don't know that other person's mm -hmm. story. I mean, a lot of people that make a lot of living or their money off Instagram mm -hmm. or social media platforms, that's all they do. Yeah. Like they do nothing else in life. Like they can eat healthy. They can meal prep. They don't have the extra stress yes. that you as a mother or mm -hmm. you as a spouse mm -hmm. have when you're working a full-time job and mm -hmm. take care of your family. Like mm -hmm. They can dedicate that time. And yes. unfortunately your situation is totally different and you expect the same results mm -hmm. as somebody else who has yeah. less to worry about. I think that's a good nail on the head. Um, there was a study, I think it was from pre-COVID times, mm -hmm. so like 2019, yeah. of they were doing uh, comparisons of the social influencers that would show unedited photos uh -huh. versus, I mean, I'm talking about letting it all hang out, yeah. you know, the uh, flawed, you know, skin, I don't want to say flawed skin, embracing their natural skin is what I should say right. is more In appropriate. In positions where they're like, hunched over hunched, and they're not mm -hmm, like perfectly mm -hmm. lit photo yeah. and set up perfect and they were comparing the comments actually so not just the photos themselves yeah. but the comments of what people had to say about them and you get individuals that are very for you know body positivity but mm -hmm. then you would get other individuals that would just you know rip tear them, them down rip them apart and so in some of these individuals are in positions like some of us where they're overcoming you know, body dysmorphia where they're right. overcoming eating disorders. And so, you know, I couldn't imagine putting myself out there. It takes a certain type of strength. <laughs> yeah. To brace yourself <laughs> brace for yourself. all that kind of, because mm -hmm. when you have likes and followers, you're also going to have haters that yeah. think the more popular you get and you have to yeah. learn to look past that, mm -hmm. even though as a human, it's really hard to look past negative comments it's, without it, letting it affect you. Oh my gosh, it is. And so, you know, it, they, there's a level of perfection that's expected, especially in the world of social media. Yeah. And, you know, if someone doesn't live up to those expectations that are not even from that person, but from all these other anonymous people, yep. um, that can be just so breaking. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's been there's been quite a few studies on that, just comparing social influencers and those that, you know, can with grace show themselves for who they really are. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, you have individuals that, you know, will just consistently post. Um, I would I would say, you know, images where we know that there has been photoshopping. It's pretty evident it's pretty obvious, obvious yeah but will you know basically advertise it as honest this is me this is how i look you know i to all the haters out there you know this is i know photoshopping has been done to these images <laughs> uh -huh. and you're like hmm wait a second and yeah. i again i think that's really unhealthy as well yeah. because it just for you know just seeing images i think because they're the they, photographs are just so memorable and so if you see something that you connect with that you like, even if it's really fake, yeah, it's still going to have implications on that person looking at them. So, right. No, I agree. I agree. And that's why we really wanted to have you on is to give your perspective and your opinion. And even knowing that you went through it yourself, I think that gives people a little bit even more in detail of how much people struggle with mm. this. And I think just listening to you and understanding a little bit mm. of what's 
sold to us, mm-hmm. maybe we can start to pay a little bit more attention and not beat ourselves up oh, yes. so much. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's a good point. Um, I didn't even realize today that I was even going to go there. And I realized that when I start to run my mouth and when I look at you, Kaylee, you're so easy to talk to. <laughs> it's just all verbally okay, vomited out. Hey, that's okay. Um, that makes I, it good. I think it's healthy, too, because I, I, I once upon a time I wasn't able to talk about my eating disorder at all. Yeah. Like it was one of those things that that in and of itself was like triggering. Shameful. Yeah, shameful. Yeah. Like all that. So yeah. I, I think my goal, even with looking at media studies looking at the impact is just to hopefully inform and educate others as you do with your practice um you know of of all the resources that you have out there and you know the support systems that you can have for yourself that if you think you're going down a path that potentially could be really unhealthy that's based off of what we see and what we hear there are individuals around that can you know pick you up right yeah no and i absolutely love that and i think the more people like us share their story Mm -hmm. and share their tough times and shameful times i think it'll just have others help others reach out mm-hmm. and share their own and maybe ask for help yeah because that's the only way because if they think they're the only one suffering mm-hmm. then that definitely wouldn't want to make me talk about it oh, if i yes. thought i was the only <laughs> one going through this yeah yeah, yeah i just want to keep mm-hmm. it all bottled up yep down inside which yep. i'm pretty good at normally <laughs> me too <laughs> me too yeah. yeah i i'm pretty i like to and i that might be one of the things too where um, you know, some some people, you know, back when I actually did have that that struggle, mm-hmm. probably didn't associate it with um, something deeper. It was just the fact that I was so active. Yeah. You know, doing yeah. so many things under, you know, activities, being the athlete, doing dance and stuff. And so um, and I, w- I wasn't going to be the first person to, you know, come forward and, and talk about it. Right. You know, that's God hard. forbid. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like I said, we all strive, I think, too much for perfection sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's always going to lead to failure no mm-hmm. matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. And I've got just one note to end with just because let them know a little bit more about you. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh, so boy. I've heard a lot of different people that do this but i think people probably be interested to know but so you're going to dinner uh-huh. you get two people dead or alive to join you who would they be oh my god that's a good question dead or alive dead or alive anybody known none don't know them up to you just who would you like to sit down and have a dinner conversation with dead or alive uh I want to make some sounds right now because hey, okay. I'm thinking in my <laughs> noggin. <laughs> Your listeners get more than they bargained for. Um, let me see. Dead or alive? You said two people? Yep. You get two people. Two people. Probably my late grandfather on my mom's side, my grandpa Leo, because I didn't know him. Okay, so I asked if you ever met him in person. Mm-hmm. No. And I, I heard like awesome things about him. He was yeah. a fighter pilot in the Air Force. And oh, wow. he's the reason why my mom, you know, lived in Germany Yeah, and everywhere that she lived. And I hear all these stories and I just would like to pick his brain because my grandmother was widowed for 30 years plus, I think. Oh, wow. So she never remarried. And so I'd love to sit down with him. Okay. Um, the other individual, I want to I want to sit down with Audrey Hepburn and I want to talk like her. <laughs> Hey, there I, we go. You know, that Northeastern type of accent, you yeah. know, and um, I don't know. I want to pick her brain about like what what she endured because I know that she suffered from 
eating disorders as well. And so she's always been, I've always fangirl about her. Like I've always admired her for her grace. And it was a different era of the time that she lived in her prime. Yeah. But, you know, just to see the pressures, um, you know, from basically a different, you know, 60, 70 years ago. Yeah, on women to conform and I've always wanted and I've always been interested in that so yeah Audrey Hepburn and my late grandpa Leo that'd be an interesting that'd be a really interesting mix like that'd be really but I didn't think about that but uh we're gonna go with your dinner table you can choose whoever you want that's very interesting yeah but thank you so very much for joining thank us. This you. is very interesting. Ah, uh, thank you. Yes, yeah. thanks for having me. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if um we have questions, a lot of people send questions. Mm-hmm. So if we do, we'd love to have you back on. If Absolutely. You're willing to go into more detail about seeing things. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Kaylee. Right. You're welcome. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Phoenix Rising. For more information on how to take charge of your fitness goals, follow me on IG or Facebook, or you can head over to KayleeMontoyaFitness.com to apply for a free coaching call today. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, shoot me an email to KayleeMontoyaFitness at gmail.com. Don't forget to catch us on the next episode.